0: plan on having that happen? This is not where I planned on going, by the way, with these questions, but since we're going here, how is that going to happen? If this is truly the most important thing in your life, how is it going to happen? If it's the most important thing in your life, then that means you've thought about it a lot. I mean, if I have a job, let's say I want to start a corporation, Uh, you know, I'm going to think about what I'm going to do I'm gonna look at the assets I'm gonna to need to do, and how much the time commitment's gonna cost me, and I'm gonna to begin to make a plan, a, a business plan. You know, I'm gonna, uh, in this thing we have a mission statement in our life. But I'm gonna to begin to put something like that together to try to figure out how do I get there. Because how do I get there is very, very important. You know, so, so have you thought about this? Now the reason I'm, I, I didn't, like I say, plan on going this place with it, but this is something kind of that God did to me, and I'm just going to kind of mention what he did to me. He told me one time that, uh, you know, I was sitting there, he's asking me what's most important in my life. And I was hoping a little bit more on strategy ideas, but he was asking me more what was important in my life. And I says, well, you are. And he said, well, where do you spend your time? And I looked at my time. I'm talking about my free time. Sometimes you have to go to work and stuff like that. And you have to do some certain things. But my free time, I made a list of my free time where I spent it. And lo and behold, the last thing on my list was God. Because that's the least amount of time I spent. And, and, and it was not like a beat-me-up thing. It was just showing me, you need to know where you're at. He, he just showed me, you know, you have that as an expectation and a desire. And I think we, I think we all do. And we have a hope in that because I believe God put that hope in our heart. But what I found by when I looked at this thing is what I aspired mentally and thought to do was not actually what I was doing. And what I spent most of my time is what I really wanted to do the most. You know, there's lots of different things. Now, there, I don't know if you can believe me on this, but there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. It's where you are today. Where you are today is okay. But one or two things are going to have to happen. One, you're going to have to change your goal in your life, or you're going to have to change how you spend your time. Up to you. You're either going to have to be honest with yourself and say, that's really not my goal in my life. I want the money. Which is not a bad idea to have money. I like money. I mean, I've had enough times with having good money, and I've had enough times with not having good money. And I can tell you, I will Rather have the money. It's nice. There's nothing wrong with it. Not, and I don't know why some people get an idea of church of a poverty mentality as this gentleman said, you know, what's wrong with money? There is nothing wrong with money. There is nothing. You know, you use it for the right purposes, it's not holding you, it's not what you're living for. There's nothing wrong with that. And we have to work to get money. But we have to come to a place to figure and desire figure out what do we really want. You know? Give me a favorite I mean, it's shift. Batteries and that thing for me Rick. what do we really want so we either change what we say we want and be honest with ourselves and we'll get there quicker that way or or we change how we spend our time now one of the how what makes sense to me is a little bit because I've been talking to different groups of people individuals and stuff and what's going on and I'm trying to figure out what they're getting and what they're not getting you know because here at breakpoint we want to have Holy Spirit fall, I can't make that happen. Outrageous worship, or mean everybody worshiping God, I can't make that happen. I can't make any of that stuff happen. But you can have a big part of it. Now, not only the Holy Spirit's going to do the work, but it's how you come prepared that makes the difference. If you come to get, there will be nothing here. Because what I have won't go around. My personal prayer life is 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 a good one, but it won't work for you. You know, your prayer life has. When you got to come to church, God showed me something a long time ago. I have to come with a full cup with the idea to give to someone else who had a bad day or a bad week. That had to be my mentality is I'm here to give. Here to give. I'm here and, you know. That means, you know, if I'm here to give, and if this truly is the most important thing in your life, then that would mean I would be, I'm going to step on toes here, I'd be here early. You know, I'd be th- because I'd be honoring God. Now, our, our, our worship band does that real well. They're, they're here at 8.30 in the morning. They're here at 8.30 here putting the stuff together. A lot of us can't get here until 11. Don't want to step on your toes, but I will. Yes. Yeah, I like that. So does Eddie. All right. So I really didn't plan on going there, but I, I think it's a good place to go because we've got to be honest with ourselves if we ever want to get where we want to go. You know, do I want to be a multi-multi-millionaire? If I want to be a multi-multi-millionaire, I construct my life in a certain way to become that. I really do. I spend the time I put in the hours. I don't know any really wealthy person that, that puts in eight hours a day. Most of them put in 12 or 13 hours a day. Most of them do not take vacations until they become extremely wealthy. They work, they work almost seven days a week, and they do it week after week. They don't take off. If they take off, they take off a couple of days. They usually mess up, and not spend enough time with their family. Lots of stuff like that. They're dedicated to the proposition that they want to have wealth. Are we dedicated to the proposition that we want to have God the way we say? I really think that those are, because I... My personal journey has been this. I've known that God's planted things in my heart. And I, they, they burn in me. I have a greatest desire to bring those about. But it's like Paul says, you know, what what I want to do, I don't do. You know? What I, what I desire to do, I end up not doing. He talks about it with, about the sin in his life. Well, he may be talking about this, he may be talking about something else, I'm not sure. But... We have to take a look at that and say, okay, my desires of what I want are one place, what I think, and yet I find something else. I I desire to pray a lot, and yet I found for many, many years I couldn't do it. I I would rather do something else. I I professed it with my mouth all day long. That was a good thing to do. I professed it. But then I begin to press on it and press on it and ask God for a greater desire to pray, a greater desire to to come into his presence, a greater desire for this. And he gave me more and more one. And that's what I want to begin to call on you. If we want to be serious about this, we really want to be serious. Do you want the Holy Spirit to fall in this place? Do you want worship to be outrageous worship? Do we want this place filled with new converts? Do we want all these really things? Then we have to really pay a price for it. The price. You know, Jesus said that. I actually had a note for something else on that. But he said in um, Luke uh, 14, 20, 28, he said this. Suppose if one of you wants to build a tower, will you not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him and saying... This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or suppose the king is about to go to war against another king. Will you not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will not send a delegate with the other side to let him know. In the same way, you, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be to my disciple." Give up everything we have. Now, I can say that because I really believe wholeheartedly that he gives a great reward, financial reward as well. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I say that. Do I have fault in that? Yeah. But I see that as a main thing, that that he will bless us if we truly go after him with all of our heart. So how does that go? I'm How does this this go? If you really want this to be breakpoint like that, if you really want those things in your life, then you're going to have to change the way you think. That's what the definition of repent is. Change the way you think. You're going to have to change the way you think and change the way you look at things and change the way you spend your time. I looked at, when I looked at talking to a bunch of people, I started off a minute ago, and I was finding out how much of it they got and didn't get when we talked. I, I found something very interesting. It was based on how much they got by how much time they spent in prayer. Not how much study they do in the Bible, but more about how much they pray. You know, we serve a spiritual kingdom. Jesus said we had to be born again. Matter of fact, he said you could not experience the kingdom and see the kingdom unless you were born again. We usually just think about that as a mere thing of coming into the kingdom. And that's what it's speaking about. But it's a spiritual principle. It's the kingdom is spiritually perceived. I can study the scriptures all time, all day long, and I can get some knowledge about God. But I won't get it without being soaked in his presence. When I asked God further about it, he said to me, he reminded me of a sponge. You know, you can get a brand-new sponge right out of the bag and put it on some water to clean something that won't clean it up. It'll just push it around. Why? Why doesn't it? It repels, it repels the water. Why? Because it's, it's dry. And so if we're dry six days a week and we come on a seventh and try to pick up what's been spoken on the seventh day, we're going to repel it. We're not going to get it. Because I remember for years walking outside the door of the church and not remembering what the pastor said, you know, five minutes before. It was the truth. Some of it because it was garbage we were speaking, but a lot of it was because I wasn't prepared in my own heart. An old sponge is the same way. It's no good unless it's wet. It has to be wet, and it has to be wet. It speaks of the things of the spirit. It speaks of daily keeping. Now, you have a, a, a sponge at home. If you use it every day, it's always moist and always picks up things. You know, each one of you, I and mean, I could use the soil analogy, but I think we have a much better understanding of a sponge <laughs> than the soil because we're, we're, that's where we're at. I mean, that's the, the day we live in. So if you let that sponge in the drawer and try to use it, it won't do you any good. You have to use it every day to keep it wet. Or you have to soak a tremendous amount of water. Now, can you imagine bringing your sponge, your life in here, totally dried out? How long does it take to get wet? It takes a while to get it wet and get it absorbent to be able to soak it in. You know? And so, what if you come wet? What if you came asking God all during the week for him? What if you came here then at worship and hopefully, you know, closer, like before 1030? Because, you know, I, I don't know about you. Have you ever, uh, women, have you ever cooked a meal and the guy show up real, real late? And, and, and the cookie, you know, it has been sitting around for a while? Or, or you do something for someone and they came at the last minute? So I'm, I'm the reason I'm saying this, you guys are around when I talk. But not always around when the worship is. And these guys put a lot of hours in it. A lot of hours. They really do. They put a lot of time and heart. And I really appreciate it, every one of them. I really do good job but if we come in late for it a couple things one I believe we insult God because we're not honoring him if this how many of you would show up 30 minutes or an hour late to work every week every day or to a class would any of you dare do it what would happen get fired double check check. (laughs) it wouldn't work why do you do it here? If this truly is God is the most important thing in your life, then how can you do that? How can you show up late? You know, how can you not show up? How can you just say, well, I'll go to church this Sunday, how to go next Sunday? Uh, I don't feel like this. No, I'm gonna feel like going to work tomorrow. I don't feel like you know, it's one day a week. It isn't about you, it's about God. And it's about blessing others. Because that's one of the things I heard here. I want relationship. I want people for friendship. Yeah. Gotta be there for that. It's come to give. Now, I, I hope I don't step, in. I, I probably, I know I stepped on some people's toes. I shouldn't say hope I don't, because I know I am. But you know, that's really part of my job to do. Unless you want somebody's, everything's okay, everything's alright, whatever you want to do is fine. You'll never grow anymore. You ever go to, uh, which I haven't done, as you can see, gone to a personal trainer. A personal trainer is gonna kick your tail. He's going to make you do things you don't want, or she is going to make you do things you do not want to do. And you pay him for that, and you're essentially paying me to be your personal trainer. So I'm going to do what they do. I'm going to kick your tail and get you in the (laughs) place. You know, and that's what I'm supposed to do. And I really think that's what you want, even though it isn't comfortable, it's not fun. And it's not fun for me either. You know, it makes me nervous. I don't like doing this kind of stuff. But that's part of the job. And I, I, I really think I'd be amiss not to because I want us to come together as a group of people to do every single thing you said. I really want us to become everything we're called to be. I want our gifts to blossom. If I went up there and tried to play the guitar, you know, I used to play one when I was a kid, very little. I could never get the strumming right. (laughs) No rhythm at all to it. I don't know why. I never could do it. But you know what? If I tried to play it right now, it would be the most funny thing you ever saw. The only way to be good is if I worked at it on a daily basis then I'd become very good at it. I, I really think I probably would. Is it worth it to me? No. I don't want to do that. It's not worth it to me to become a great guitar player. But is it worth it to me to become a great man of God? Yeah, it is. You know, great man of God, does that mean you speak to thousands? Maybe. Maybe it's just you and the Lord. Because great man of God is what he called you to do, and you do it to the fullest, whatever that may be. And so my, what I want to see us do is do everything we're called to the fullest. You know, draw other people along, feed them. I want to set up some groups. I'm, start, I'm going to start messing around with that right now. I like to set up small groups because some of the stuff I teach on Sunday is really profound. I say it's profound because I hear it from God. And I'm going like, wow, this is really cool. I don't, you know, I never knew, I could never imagine this. I could never think or figure this out. You're showing me stuff that is incredible, you know. That to be in your life is my goal. How to get it in your life, I'm not sure. But I know a big part of it is that you have to spend the time to become that wet sponge. So when I speak this stuff out, that you'll be able to get it. And I know that I also believe that it's during the week you get together with one another and talk about it. You know, teach one another. Teach people who didn't go to church. You don't know what you learn. You teach somebody else that you're going to learn a lot more. Doing this church has been a great thing for me because it's caused me to press in in an even more increasing way than I normally would. If you do small group, or participate in a small group, or teach somebody, that'll do the same for you. It'll cause you to press into God in a way that you, everyone have said. Because I, I, I'm actually very surprised... With what everyone said, I mean, not that people wouldn't want all those things. I, I expected on the first one a lot more of, you know, I would like God to bring a mate to me, uh, and which is another good thing, uh, I would like a, you know, a house. Uh, I'd like not to have to be worried about money. I would, I mean, those are all very, very good things. But every single thing, you answer the same thing. You know, I'm sure some of those other questions, people came with that. Some of them felt like it's a church and you don't say, well, yeah, you do. It's fine. Those things are fine. But the overwhelming thing is what said is I want to become everything i become. Do you really? Do you really? I'm challenging you. Do you really want to be that? I think you do because I think God planted in you. I think God put that in you from the very beginning. I really do. I'm not just making these up. I really believe that's what's planted in you. That's what he meant to put in you, and that's what the call is on your life. Now, I'm here to help you get there. And I'm here to have you help me get where I need to get. Because I won't do it without one another. That's why the body met together on a weekly basis on daily it wasn't just on a weekly basis, it was all the time. Because they spurred one another on and helped one another, encouraged one another, called each other to do what the call in their life was. Stir up the gifts, as they said. That's what we're to do. That's what we have to do with other. So I want you guys to think about a couple things. One, a small group. getting Posting uh, one, being in one, leading one. I want you to uh, uh, think about... Either changing what you say about what you want from life, which I don't think is the answer, or are put in the practice what will help you get there. Sit down and think about it. if what are, most people don't go anywhere. Most people aren't successful in business because of that either. They don't really think and plan out, decide what they want to become. Will you think, decide what you want to become in this? You have to know where you're at. Which, that's why it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're, I was at a lot of places in life where I, I didn't care to be that full with God. You know, I didn't want to be like Jesus. I thought that was not a good thing. I had no place to lay his head and rest. Was single all of his life. I didn't think that was a good deal. I'm not kidding you. I'm not joking. I didn't want it. But I said to God, you know, I don't, I hear what you say. I see what you say, but I don't really want to do that. You know what? It was fine with him. It was honest, you know, but change me, God. Give me that higher heart desire for that. You know what? He gave me that heart desire for that. And I'm more amazed all the time how he gives my heart for greater and greater things in his kingdom like that. So consider that. And the third thing is how do you get wet? You know? I have a simple thing I do. I'm, I, I've told, sent it to some of, my, uh, my, some of the leaders uh, and some in different individuals. And that's this. I start off by praying in tongues every single morning. It's a very simple process, praying in tongues. Do you have to pray in tongues to be filled with the Holy Spirit? No. I do not believe that at all. I believe it's one of the gifts that's available to every person, whether you're what theology you've had in the past and your fears will determine whether you have it or not. Do I think it's an important gift? Yeah, I do. That's why I'm telling you it's the first thing I do in the morning. It opens it up. I do it when I take the shower. I do it when I'm walking upstairs. I just begin to pray in tongues. It just kind of loosens it up. If I have a really bad day, In other words, the enemy's coming against me really heavy, and I can't even feel God, hardly. I begin to pray in tongues for a long time then. I'll take 30, 40 minutes to pray in tongues sometimes. But that's not very often I have to do that. It's usually just a few minutes in that. And then I I thank God for what he's done for me. I thank God for my wife, for my kids, for my house. I remember when I didn't have anything but a pair of glasses and a, a, a leather jacket, I thank God for my glasses and my leather jacket. It doesn't matter what you have, whether it's a little or a lot. Paul says, I learned to be content in all things. That's the truth. It's content. It's not with what you have. It's, it's the way you think. So I thank God for what I have. Praise him for all the different things. Then I ask him to forgive me for different things. Now, the other, next one you can put in there, but I don't put it in there because everyone does and That's a petition, God, for help me with this, that, help so-and-so with this, that. That needs to be done, too. Then I rest in him, say nothing, and then I read the scriptures like a springboard to him. Not to get the information, but just to be in his presence. I'd like you to try, try the first three this next week. Praying tongues, uh, uh, be thankful, and ask Him for forgiveness for yourself. Just start off with those things. Every day. <clears throat> if you forget, so what? Remember the next day. Don't beat yourself up what you don't do. It has absolutely no value. There's no value to say, when I don't end up showing up, when I don't do right. Just concentrate on when you do right. What you don't do, there's no condemnation in the kingdom. That's the very, very truth of God. You know, the enemy wants to condemn you with stuff. God wants you aware where you fall short. And that's fine. Just to show you, yep, this is where you are. This is where I'd like you to be. Okay, you're here and is where I'd be. Okay, this is how you get from here to here. Listen to him and get there. So, do those three things, you know. Get serious with God about this. I promise you, get serious with him. It'll work. And I promise you something else. Some people say, you know what? This is really hard. And it is. What is rare and what's hard is what's valuable kingdom principle. If it was easy, it would be of no value. So the idea strikes most people, oh, I can't understand why I keep on praying and praying, nothing happens, this doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. No, it's not easy. Press in with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Jacob wrestled with the Lord, says, I'm not letting go on you until you bless me. One of my favorite scriptures. That's what you have to be. Tenacity. I'm not letting go until you bless me. It's not easy. God, it's like gold. Rare. Would you go after it? That's why that's why it talks about in the Song Solomon, you know, like you know, wisdom and knowledge, which was is who he is. Like like, like gold, go after it. It's the highest value to you. Go after those things. So I hope I didn't offend you too much. But I hope I caused you to think about what you believe and where you are, and where you want to be. Because we heard where you want to be. That too. (laughs) We heard where you want to be. I tried to show you where you are right now. And I tried to show you the first step to getting from that. Now some of you are already long ways along the road. And this is a reminder to you, it's a reminder to me. This type of stuff reminds me and presses me on. Help one another with this. Help them on the way. Because we don't want to miss. Now, next week we're going to have a, a drum circle. It's just going to be mainly worship. Bring something to bang on. Uh, and then something to eat. I'm going to probably just take a couple minutes. and I mean a couple minutes. And just introduce a thought to think of while you're eating. But it's just mainly get together. The following week we'll be back on Hebrew. Hebrews. And why I'm in Hebrews is very, it teaches you how to hear God, obey God, how how to have the kingdom of God come in your life. It is a big part of what faith is. I've taught on faith. We have an abstract idea, but I want you to get it where it's in your life. If this does not end up in your life, anything we do up here, it does you no good. It's counterproductive. So... Father, I ask that you uh, uh, bless each and every person with uh, what the truth is, Lord. And if I've stepped over from where I should be, forgive me, Lord. But if I haven't, if I've spoke your heart, Lord, I ask you to impress it and burn it in their hearts. I ask that it would not be a condemnation of any form because it was never meant to be. And what the enemy has said and tried to make it a condemnation, I break the power of that. I break the whole of that. I say no to that because it condemnation comes to the pit of hell. And we do not acknowledge that. But we do acknowledge your correction and your love and your favor. So, Lord, bring these things out and bless the people. Now, as we do this last song of worship, you want to come up? and you have something you want to deal with the Lord with, be serious about it. Get up here and ask the Lord to uh, deal with it in your life. Uh, uh, Ask him to show you where you're at and how to get to the next step. Because it's just one step at a time. That's where the 12-step program came out of the kingdom. One step at a time. It's one step. Where you are today is just fine. Next step. So, bless you.